Welcome to Paychecks Thrive, a business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Paychecks Thrive. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I have Olga Orda, who is the CEO of Hype Machine, joining me today. Uh, Olga, first of all, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Gene, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So we're going to talk about Hype Machine, but before we talk about Hype Machine, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, give us a little bit about your background. This whole conversation is is about PR. That's what I really want it to be. Um, so you know, and and I hope that the people listening to us um, and watching us on YouTube as well um, are ones that are interested in getting more PR for their business. So, um, so we'll, we'll start with you. Uh, give us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and how you got to this point. Sure. So, uh, I'm in New York City, and uh, I used to head up the um, help to head up the New York office of a national public relations firm. So, I've probably my career launched anywhere from. I would say 50 or so uh, companies to VC funds to publicly traded firms in the media. Um, so we've um, we work directly with CEOs. Uh, our role is to get media coverage. So Fast Company, Wire, TechCrunch, Business Insider, Vogue. You know whatever it is that that um, CEO wants to achieve for their business, we walk with them. Uh, and so Hype Machine came out of um, my work uh, in the public relations field um, and our work with journalists and with um, some of the best executives in the field here um, from top firms. Got it. So we're going to dig into Hype Machine in a minute, but I, I just to stay focused a little bit on PR, you, you said something really um, that I just want to make sure is really clear for, for all of you guys watching and listening. You know, PR is all about media exposure, right? I mean, you're not... You know, you guys, because sometimes there's confusion in this, Olga, and I was wondering if you would clarify. People think that you're like a marketing firm or you're going to get my business leads, you know, or, or do campaigns that are going to, uh, you know, attract more business. But it's it's different than that, right? The role of a PR person is different. Yes. You hit on a, a, a piece of my heart there, uh, hmm. Gene. So, yeah. Yes. Um, so public relations is not a marketing exercise. One of the first things that I say, it's about contributing a compelling storyline to the news narrative, right? So why is this important? Why is this urgent? Why should this be part of the news cycle? Gene, you have a tremendous background as a reporter. You, you know, you have a column in The Hill, Guardian, uh, Inc., Entrepreneur. Um, you know, we're not here to, to do marketing. We're here to insert our clients in a relevant and timely way in the media. And that builds their brand equity. Uh, it makes them very trustworthy. So it accelerates a lot of their business goals. When you have a great reputation, people want to do business with you. And so that's a lot what public relations is, is about. And I can touch more about that. Um, but it's a very competitive sector. And what I mean by competitive is that these top tier reporters are getting 50 to 100 pitches a day. So how are you going to stand out? How are you going to be worth their while is something that we work behind the scenes in public relations to get our clients there. It, it is very much a VIP lineup. That's, that's just how, <laughs> how PR works. And that's what makes it so valuable. So, is, you know, is PR important for all companies? I mean, I have a lot of clients that don't have a PR firm representing them and they seem like they're doing quite well. I mean, there, there are a lot of people that feel the need to be in the news or in the media because it's their business to be that way, you know? So I, I guess my question is like, what, 
what companies, what, what clients are you looking for that would be taking advantage of Hype Machine, which again, we're going to get into the details of in a minute. Sure. Yeah. PR is definitely not for everybody, right? I mean, um, you should ideally only be doing PR if you have a compelling story, if you have traction, if you have results, if you have third-party validators. What I mean by that is, is um, respected investors. You have maybe scientists. You have people who can back what it is that you're doing. So um, although many people would desire PR, sometimes PR doesn't meet your goals. And I say, hey, where do you want to be a year from now? How can we reverse engineer your business objectives? We, we don't want to do media outreach for media outreach sake. It needs to achieve a goal. And you have to be ready as a company. I think uh, a lot of maybe agencies may not be so explicitly uh, transparent as we are, but we do say like, hey, I don't think you're ready, but why don't you come back in a couple of months, a year from now, and we can talk about um, introducing you to reporters because we don't want to waste reporters' time too. You know, we value relationships uh, with people like yourself, Gene, and, and um, you know, we're sort of in between our clients and reporters for whom are both very valuable for us. Don't you find it fascinating that with all of the um, with all of the abuse and condemnation the media gets nowadays, you know, like they're they're less trusted than you know one of the least trusted things out there. It, there's it, you know there's still a, a pretty high level of credibility when your company is in the news, at least in a positive way. Um, yes. Like I'll, I'll give you an example. Like my wife runs a very small nonprofit here. We're we're in Philly, and. Mm -hmm. um, and as part of that, you know, she's done like a couple of TV appearances, you know, like some reach out type of, you know, profile things on her nonprofit. And she has that on her website. And it's not like she does a TV appearance or she's written about, you know, somewhere. And then suddenly she's being inundated with phone calls of people wanting to donate money. But yes. when she does attract donors, customers, mm -hmm. um, and they're checking her out, you know, they see her website and they're like, oh, well, you know, look, Angela was on. You know, I see her appearance on the show where she was mentioned in this article and it's just, mm -hmm. it's credibility, right? It's like a intangible yeah. type of thing. That's right. That's right. The media is hard to get into. So mm -hmm. if you've gotten into the press, there must be a valid reason. You know, these reporters are very much like investors, I say. They're looking for the same thing. They're not going to just let anyone through the door. So yeah, of course, somebody Googles um, your wife's nonprofit or her, they're like, okay, she's the real deal. Right. And I think it matters. And, and sometimes PR does lead to, you know, we've seen clients get investors, um, you know, partners, clients. That's great, too. But that's not always the case. But when you Google somebody, it's really meaningful. Um, it's earned media. That's why we call it earned versus me pushing out a campaign and saying my message. Right. Right. Makes yeah. sense. Um, when you talk about media, um, explain a little more by what you mean by media. If you and I were having this conversation in 1970, media <laughs> would be newspapers and the three TV channels, you know, that, that were available then, you know, what to you is media now? Um, media is still, we call it still print, but what we mean by print now in 2023 is let's say fast company has a digital version or wired magazine or New York times, wall street journal, Bloomberg. Very few people do paper subscriptions now, but that for me is media CNBC, Fox. Um, those are all media. So broadcast TV, radio podcasts increasingly have been very, um, very popular now with, with clients. Um, they've gotten a lot more reach than before. So that's what I would define this as media. It, it isn't Twitter. It isn't Facebook. It isn't Instagram, right? These are institutions um, that are that are um, that are respected and that people trust. 
And so we try to get people into that. That's what I mean by media. Okay. And um, do you differentiate at all between local and national? I mean, I know that, um, like I write for the Philly Inquirer and the Chicago Daily Herald and the Washington yeah. Times and that, and they have their, they have a pretty strong, loyal local following. You know, people like I read, I don't know about you. I mean, I, I read my local, you know, paper every day, not, not physical paper, but you know, online. Um, so is, you know, to you is, is, is that also part of PR is, 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 is a local thing or to you, is it just a national thing? Sure. Yeah. Local, local coverage is definitely, is definitely news and we target local reporters if there's a local angle, right? If there's no connection to Philly, we're not going to pitch a, a, a you know, Philly um, outlet, but yeah, of course that's media too. Yeah. We do national, local, um, everything that's going to advance what our clients want to achieve business wise. We do. Okay. And that Let's, makes sense to the reporter too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Um, so Hype Machine, let's talk about that. Um, what brought you to start this and tell us what the service does? Sure. So um, I worked at um, a couple of agencies. Um, mm -hmm. My most recent position, I was senior vice president. And, you know, the, it came out of the idea that, number one, um, clients are frustrated with their PR firm, right? So something is, is a little bit broken um, and it's not working as best as it can. Um, Often when you first uh, start working with a major agency, you'll have a senior group of people and then more junior people execute. And our model, what we did is we wanted to flip the switch and just give clients more of what they want, um, have more satisfied um, public relations executives working there. So we're, we're a PR subscription. Um, you can scale your, your programs up and down. We're very transparent in what we offer. Um, and you only work with former, um, executives from A-list firms like Edelman, Ogilvy, Fleshman Hill, or they worked with Fortune 500 brands like Amazon and Samsung and Netflix. So you get a top quality team at a fraction of what you pay for a major agency. So, um, you kind of focus on what's substantial and actually gets media coverage and cut a lot of the fluff out. Um, and in doing so, we've had a lot of very uh, satisfied clients and also um, a tremendous network of 60 executives who work with us. That's great. So um, so mm -hmm. let, let's dig into that a little further. First of all, um, let's talk about cost for doing all of this. Now, I, I had in my notes that um, they, the, the subscription starts at $5,895 a month. Is that is that correct? Yeah, we're doing an intro now uh, for $4,895. That's the initial starter. So that's okay. a subscription on a monthly basis. And right. we recommend three months. That's the amount of time that you can, we can develop your storyline, pitch you to the media and, and get outcomes from that. So 5,000 a month. First of all, you said it starts out with uh, three months, but I'm assuming generally to really develop a relationship with a client, it, it, it's a longer period than that, right? People can't expect there to be like some immediate gratification, right? Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think that's why I'm asking you the question because I think everybody does expect immediate gratification. So, yeah. right. <laughs> we try to do our best, but but three months is the minimum. Our clients have all been with us long term. You know, we want it to make sense for the company. If you have nothing further to announce after the first three months of your announcement, you know, there, there's no point in, in continuing to work, right? We right. Um, and so three months is the is initial uh, intro, but we love to have long term relationships with our clients that spanning years. So you mentioned announcements. So is this, you know, would you say the right scenario for engaging you is when I've got something to announce? I'm, I'm launching a product or 
um, you know, a new division or buying a company or doing something big that I want to, you know, get out there in the press. Is that, is that a fair statement? That's correct, Gene. Yeah, that's correct. So we have something to announce and we, um, we have an initial call to kind of vet how strong that announcement is. Like, do you have a product? Is it being bought? Is it, is it, do people like it? Who can back you up on that product or service you offer? You know, we, we, what we don't want is we do a story to the press and it falls flat. We don't like, we want right at the gate for reporters to be excited about what you offer. So we're very honest and transparent about whether you're ready, but absolutely. Um, I would invite people to come to us once they have something compelling to announce. Most of the clients that I know, like, like my, my firm, Olga sells, um, you know, like I run a business, you know, outside of Philadelphia and we sell CRM software. And, um, I have some clients that like, if I want to sell $10,000 worth of software, they'll take like a year to decide, whereas they'll spend a hundred thousand dollars on a piece of equipment for their, you know, for their place, because they know that once they get that up and running, it's going to generate this amount of product for them. They're going to make money. You know, like everybody's looking for some type of return on their investment. And of course they want guarantees, you know? So Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I hire you for, you know, five grand a month and say it's three months or four months. So I'm spending 15, 20, $25,000 with you. You, you can't make guarantees, because there's no such thing as a guarantee in life. But what what can you tell a client of yours that they can expect to get for that amount of money? Like what what can you sort of assure them of? Sure. Yeah. No. I we definitely don't provide guarantees, and we also I also love to say that so far um, in the U.S. the media are uh, is a fifth estate, so it's an independent institution, so we cannot dictate what yeah. they write. And that's for all. Well, of that's our another. You'd be surprised. Actually. You'd be surprised how many people. Yeah, like Gene, if we pay you, can you then write this article about us in the Guardian? You know, and it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't work that way because, um, again, it's a bit of a VIP lineup, and um, yeah, so we we don't. But that's why before we even take on a client, we'll have an honest conversation with you. Like, what what do you have as a story asset? What's your product? you know, why is this exciting? Who wants it? What's the traction? What's the results? The same questions an investor would ask about your business. We would typically ask, right? So we, we have a, our finger on the pulse, what reporters want and what they don't want and what makes sense for the news cycle. So we're in the best position to get coverage once we start an engagement, but we certainly can't guarantee. Uh, and because that, that would be, um, you know, contrary to, to what the media stands for really. Do you have any advice for your clients to how to make their story more compelling? I mean, I get, you mentioned about the pitches. I mean, I get dozens of pitches every day. Yes. Um, and it's a lot of it is just like, oh, you know, I've got this great client and they just introduced, you know, a, you know, a new form of nail polish, you know, or something. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know. That's like not interesting, you know, or it's not compelling to me. Um, but what kind of advice would you have for a client to say, here's how you can make your, your story more interesting to, you know, to, for a, a reporter or somebody in the media? Sure. I have two things on that. One, we have something at Hype Machine called the story strength, strength score. So we have key criteria, which I've listed um, earlier about what's your product, who's backing you, what are your results? And we give a score out of a hundred, how strong your story is based on your story assets. So you're in a better position to get coverage. Um, that's number one, because even if I'm best friends with someone at the Wall Street Journal or Eugene, you're not going to put your career in the line for a terrible story or yeah, a boring story. Yeah, right. And I think yeah. clients just take a bit of time to understand this concept. But once they do, they get that we're only as good as the assets our clients give us. So that's why we signed that story strength score. How strong is your story? How to make your story more compelling? Um, you know, reporters are going to ask you, you know, what are your results? If you don't have customers, it's going to be difficult. Right. Or if you don't have major investors. 
if you you know don't have third party backing in terms of stats or scientific validation how am i to know that you aren't you are the real deal you're not and then the other thing that's obviously important is like i wouldn't pitch you a nail po- nail polish product gene because i respect the work that you write about and so targeting the right reporter <laughs> and reading their articles is extremely important so a lot of it is the pitch what's the story and then you know why would this be interesting to this reporter and usually we get that right right so i think a lot of pr firms they don't get to that point fast enough there's a lot of you know redundant work that frustrates the client but we want to get to the story the pitch and the right target as soon as possible right that's what clients want they want to see some results um and so that's right. that's right. kind of our philosophy here yeah <laughs> do do you ever tell your clients that it's a um you know, it helps them if their story ties more into current events or the news. Um, and then also connected to that, do you, do you warn clients about, you, you know, stories that might be, um, have the, have the opposite effect, you know, if you tie into some controversial thing going on or if you're, you know what I mean? Like, um, some of these things can, you know, can, can hurt your clients just as much as, as help them. Um, so, you know, what kind of, you know, what are your thoughts on getting news out story about a client and tying it to like some current event or some thing that's going on either politically or like in the social world? Sure. Yeah. Um, it's, it's critical. Look, um, like I shared and you, you, you know, yourself from firsthand experience, Gene, you're getting like 50 to hundred pitches a day. Sometimes to talk to your reporter. So if your story is tied to something that's being spoken about in the media, you're going to go higher up in that reporter's inbox. It's, it's, it's now it's urgent. So I always like to frame our story in terms of urgency or, or orchestrate something where there's an urgent tying to the news moment. And we always ask what's the news moment? Like what's being announced? Why is this urgent? We always have to ask that question because you're just going to be ignored really. Um, so that's just a practical fact. And, um, yeah, that's what, that's what I would oh, say. That's good. And mm-hmm. also, um, uh, you know, tying in stories to maybe upcoming events. I mean, we can't predict the news, but if you know that, Hey, Valentine's day is a few weeks away, you know, and you've got a story or a product that could tie into something like that. Is that also something that you yes. recommend to clients? Yes, absolutely. We always do that. Um, in fact, we create a calendar. Like, what can we expect? What are we going to do for Valentine's Day? Um, you know, the anniversary of um, Russia's invasion of, of Ukraine is coming up. So we're going to be speaking about what's the next step? What does this country look like? So we're always suggesting um, angles that are, that are going to catch the reporter's attention. And media is very, very events driven. So we know for a fact these reporters are going to cover this to some extent. So we want to place our clients into that news cycle. Got it. Now, Hype Machine itself is um, is a platform. You you actually you, you just mentioned earlier about how you you grade stories based on you know how good they are and how how attractive they be to media, um, that, which kind of partly answered the question I was going to ask you, but I'll I'll ask it anyway. My experience with PR firms is that you know hey you want me to like I, I've used PR firms before to help unsuccessfully sell books you know that I've written and uh, and and when I've done that it's always been like well you pay us a certain monthly fee and we're a minimum 3 4 months and we're going to go out there and promote your product or promote your book or whatever you know um and then when you say hype machine you're talking about a monthly fee for a certain minimum month so you know so my question you was like so what, what's the difference between hype machine and what traditional PR firms, you know, what they've charged and what the relationship is with their, with their clients. 
Sure. So, so three things. One is our people, right? So we've taken the creme de la creme of the market. So former executives from blue chip firms like Edelman, Ogilvy, uh, Fleshman Hillard. Um, so you're getting a senior team of the best at a fraction of the cost you'd pay to a very large agency. So our business is very intellectual. We, if we're doing our job right, are kind of like Eugene, we're thinking of stories, right? Yeah. It's a very intellectual exercise. So we want to have the best minds in the business. Number two, we have an intuitive dashboard, right? So once you come in as a client, um, you'll, you'll, um, you'll see, you know, what's your story strength score? Who is your team? What reporters recommend? Where you are in the process, so you're not in the dark. I think clients are very much in the dark of what's going I haven't heard from my PR team. We keep doing these calls and meetings, but nothing's materializing. So we, we, we um, outline specifically where you are in that process. So that's the dashboard. And then um, the other thing is just, we're going to be including AI and artificial intelligence to better diagnose what's the right fit for that particular reporter and what's the right story. Our executives will still be making the final call on it, but it's going to help us to um, play stories more successfully and give more compelling stories to reporters like Eugene. Right. Fair enough. As you know, as someone who's been in the business for a long time, there is a lot of grunt work that needs to be done. And it's brutal. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's brutal because you're, you're calling, you're emailing, you're putting out, you know, pitching, 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 pitching. Um, and then of course, you know, you get one person, one reporter that raises their hand or bites on something and it like yes. makes your day, you know? So it's a, it's a big deal. So a, a lot of companies don't realize the amount of work that goes in behind the scenes, you know, um, is that that's all taken care of. That's covered in their relationship with hype machine, the, the, the background chopping of wood to like, get the message out there or is there any additional work that a client would be charged for, or for, for that kind of service? Yeah, no, we, 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 uh, everything's included all of our grunt work and it is a lot of grunt work, right? Yeah. It is a lot of outreach and it's not just, it's not in this case, junior people doing it, senior people with those relationships who know how to write pitches, who know who to go to, right? So we're just more efficient and focused with our time. But yeah, everyone, I don't care if they're like a VP or former SVP, they, they all do pitching. Because that gets the best results. Got it. Um, Got it. And so we're not afraid to get our hands dirty because we know that's what's going to want to yield media coverage for our clients. Um, yeah. Only a couple more questions. I'll let you. I mean, this is it's great. The services it, it, it it's an awesome platform. Um, you know, as you know, it's all about qualifying and finding the right clients for yourself. So, mm -hmm. who are the kinds of clients? Like, if somebody were to call you up today, a small business client that's interested in Hype Machine. Mm -hmm. who would be a client that would really get you jazzed? Cause you're like, Oh, this is perfect for this company. Um, and conversely, who would be the kind of client that you'd be like, this is not, I don't even want to waste the time or waste their money. Cause it's not gonna, it's not going to be right for them. Sure. So that's a great question. Uh, I would say I'd be excited if the company has traction and has results. That's what makes me excited. And if whatever they're doing, the product affects a lot of people, or maybe it's something very timely. Um, you know, we have Black History Month right now. We have, you know, I, something that I think also has a social impact too. And it doesn't mean you have to be a social impact business or a nonprofit, but something that affects a lot of people that has a human story to it. That's what makes me excited. Um, uh, if they have maybe, you know, a major VC behind, but even if they're self-funded, they have an incredible story. That's what makes me excited. Um, uh, what, what, what doesn't make me excited is when the company, um, doesn't have results, right? That's going to be difficult. And also when, um, it's,
um, it's it's a product that just doesn't really excite people or um, there's too much of that product in the market, right? Where it's difficult even for us to make that differentiation. And we've turned clients away just saying, hey, I don't think this is just the right timing. I don't want to, I want to be respectful of, of your funds and your resources as an entrepreneur and say, hey, here's what we recommend you do in the next couple of months to make you ready to start paying a PR firm. Um, Good. We're Good. honest about that, yeah. Final question has to do with, competition or, or even just other options that, that a business owner has, yeah. you know, I mean, say a business owner gets it. They've listened to this conversation. They're like, all right, I do want PR for my company. I want to be in the, I want to be in the press, wherever that is, you know, to generate that credibility and get some of the attention uh, mm-hmm. that way. And I understand that this is not a lead gen exercise. It mm-hmm. is, you know, a branding exercise. So let's say I do that. What, as a business owner, what options do I have out there to do this? And yep. where do you fit in among those options? If that makes if that sure. makes sense, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. So what I like to say to clients is, let's say, um, say a fintech company or consumer company comes to the the goal of PR, the ultimate goal, which won't happen overnight, but maybe it's a few years from now. We want to make you the one number one or number two brand leader in your market. Because what happens is, if you're number one or number two as a brand leader, you're going to get the bulk of the revenue, the majority of the market share. If you're not one or two, you're going to get the piecemeal of the market. So that's our ultimate goal. So brand leadership and PR is a big, big part of that. Um, I would say that businesses should not only rely on PR. I've had clients just rely on PR, and I don't think that's a wise strategic move. I think you should do a multitude of things, including social marketing, whatever. But PR has a very important role in terms of your brand leadership, your brand equity. Because at the end of the day, if you sell your 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 brand or your business, how much is it worth? I bet that PR and media coverage is a big part of showing to a potential buyer investor how valuable your company is. Not to say people are doing it to you know raise the the, the you know their acquisition costs, but that's how I would say to monetize PR. And this is a very big business. I mean, PR is worth. 97 billion in 2021 and it's worth 129 billion by 2025. So there's a there's an obvious need why small business owners and and corporate America still continue to invest in PR even if they're sometimes unhappy with with it. It's a great answer. It's a great answer. Uh, Olga Orta is the CEO of Hype Machine. Olga, I want to make sure I get your your website correctly. It is it's hypemachine.io, correct? Correct. Yes. All right. That is perfect. Um, hey, thank you. I want to wish you best of luck with this. Uh, it is a great platform. I think it is a great uh, you know option for a lot of businesses if they're the right kind of business that needs PR and understands uh, the value of PR. So uh, it's great work and I want to wish you best of success. Thank you so much. Dean, thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure talking with you. <laughs> Everybody, you've been watching and listening to Paychecks Thrive Podcast. My name is Gene Marks. Thanks very much for paying attention to this. Uh, If you have any comments or ideas or suggestions for guests, please join us. Uh, You can put those through our form at payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics. That's P-A-Y-X dot M-E forward slash Thrive Topics. Again, my name is Gene Marks. Thanks for joining. We'll be back again soon. Take care. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. 
I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023. All rights reserved. <laughs>